Hi, Jill. Hello, Steve. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. You know, the last time we spoke, it was raining. And we thought our summer was over. And we sure were surprised. <laughs> we have a glorious, glorious day. I heard that it was going to be 27 degrees today. I'm not surprised. I was actually sitting out on the deck eating lunch, and I'm wearing dark clothes, the dark clothing, and I came in halfway through because I was too hot. <laughs> really? So, yeah, it's beautiful. It's been beautiful for the past six days, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to continue for the next few days, and it's great. That's excellent. All right. Now, you have some, I think someone sent us, uh, you know, we would like our learners, linguist learners, to send us lists of words that they have trouble with, and Ruthie, who uh, did, and so... You have yeah. some words there. So she actually he she actually sent me an email and I I did post these on our forum, mm-hmm. open forum on English and also uh Tracy actually answered them I was away and so I posted Ruthie's questions and Tracy's answer on uh open forum on English. Mm-hmm. But then I thought we would just talk about them a sure. little bit too cuz I think they're very yep. common problems. Yep. So the first um is the difference between talk and speak. Mm-hmm. When to use talk, when to use speak. And I think that in most instances, you can use either. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for example, I will talk to you later, I will speak with you later, or it was nice talking to you, it was nice speaking to you or speaking mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the thing I have noticed with some learners is that people will say, I... I talk English very badly or mm-hmm. so if you're speaking about a language you have mm. to say you know I speak English right. not I talk English right you know it might be easy uh, it might be helpful to remember that speak has an e in it mm-hmm. and most of our learners are trying to speak English mm-hmm. so speak English we don't necessarily talk English mm-hmm. we speak English and like I was explaining to Ruthie actually on a one-on-one that you can say, I talk quickly mm-hmm. or I talk loudly. You have an mm-hmm. adverb after it, mm-hmm. and that's okay to say. Mm-hmm. But you can't actually say, I talk Spanish, I talk French, I talk English. It must mm-hmm. be speak. Right. And in, in other languages, of course, you know, there may only be one word for both talk and speak. Right. Uh, talk, I guess, uh, you know, uh, just as by way of background, because... English uh, has been influenced by so many languages. Uh, because I speak both Swedish and German, I can tell you that the talk comes from the Scandinavian origin word to speak, mm-hmm. which is tala, the tala svenska. And whereas speak is closer to the German word, which is sprechen. So I think it's very often in English you'll have two or three words that mean the same thing because mm-hmm. they have been imported from different languages. Uh, so, But I think the important thing with both speak and talk is that you speak to someone mm-hmm. and talk to someone mm-hmm. or speak about, about something, something and mm-hmm. talk about something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think it's important that people save the word talk mm-hmm. and the word speak and they'll see which prepositions are used you can't talk the subject. You have to talk about the subject. Mm-hmm. So, Yes, good point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- another quick point is that, uh, that you can give a talk, but you can't give a speak. <laughs> so talk is also a noun, mm-hmm. but speak is not. It, right, you have to say, I gave a speech. Mm-hmm. A speech or a talk. Mm-hmm. 
And anything else about that? No. Okay, so moving along. Um, uh, Ruthie was wondering about begin and start. I think mm-hmm. there it's pretty straightforward. I, you can pretty much use either mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. begin or to start a job, to begin mm-hmm. or start a project. Mm-hmm. Um, I I began the race. I started the race. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there are instances where you... We we spent some time on start the other day, mm-hmm. and again, I don't think there's a problem there, except that you know some of these structures, like to begin to speak mm-hmm. or to begin speaking, mm-hmm. to start to eat or to start eating, so that either you use the uh, ing form, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the follow up verb, mm-hmm. you know, without a to, mm-hmm. or you use the infinitive and you say, so I start, I started to wonder, mm-hmm. you know, or I started wondering. Yes, you're right, because so many people say, I started to wondering. Right. So you're right. If you're going to use the infinitive, you you cannot... If you're going to use the two, you have to use the infinitive, not the right. ing form. And, and, and here again, what I would recommend is, again, trying to, instead of trying to remember that one is a gerund and the other is an infinitive, <laughs> again, if people have trouble, save the word begin, save the word start, and they'll see how those words work. Right. And save them with phrases, too, with the yeah. two and the ing. Absolutely. Um, so then, two other words Ruthie had problems with were say and tell. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, here. To me, the word tell has some direction in it. You know. He told me what to do. Right. You 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 don't. You can talk to yourself. You can speak to yourself. I guess you could tell yourself, but tell implies say is just you said something. You're, you, you, mm-hmm. you know, whereas with tell, the implication is I'm telling you something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's meaning, there's direction there. Or there's like uh, Tracy's examples here are he said mm-hmm. I'm 30 years old, mm-hmm. or he told me that he was 30 years mm-hmm. old, mm-hmm. Um, or I said that I was very tired. I told you that I was very tired. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I think those are just examples. Y- you know, we can provide the sort of explanations, but I, I really think, you know, in the linguist, we want our learners to be as independent mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. So we want them to try to see the examples and see if they can get a feel for how these words are used. So again, to save them is a good idea. But uh, we talk about a saying. You know, we have sayings. We have proverbs. We have sayings. Uh, we don't have tellings. Right. But we tell a story. You we don't, don't say a we story. We don't say a story. So I- if we can get used to, uh, like, I told you so, is an expression. Mm-hmm. I said so mm-hmm. is an expression. I can't say I said you so. Uh, the or other I told so. I told so. And the other thing you have to watch for is while we speak to him, we tell him. We tell him. We don't say we tell to him. Right. But we say, we say to him. <laughs> so, and I can provide all kinds of, you know, complicated explanations. But I really think that, that people can save these, get used to them. Mm-hmm. And once they're used to them, then they can, they can basically move them to known on their list. But these are tricky little words, very tricky little words. And I think there's no, ex- no other way than to see them in different situations and, and notice them when you're reading. It's not, you don't have to save it every time, but be observant mm-hmm. when you hear, when you see. And if you're, very often, the, some of the best times to, to focus and to listen and to pay attention is when you're talking to someone. Mm-hmm. And notice 
how the native speakers use the word. And if it's a word that you've been trying to learn, and then you hear someone say it in a in a real meaningful conversation, you, you might just that might just be the the thing that makes you really understand that word. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So reading it and and listening over and over is helpful, obviously. Okay. Well, I think we've covered a fair amount there. So uh, we will go out and enjoy the sun. Great. See you next time. Okay.